The Well is a gospel-centered church located in Boulder, Colorado. We exist to proclaim the gospel and make disciples. For more information about The Well, please visit us online at www.boulderwell.org. So what stands out to you, and just answer loud enough where we all can hear you, what really stands out to you on this list, if you can read my writing? I mean, we've covered health. We want them to be healthy. We want them to be kind. We want them to be Christians. We want them to not be addicted. Um, I like, I, when I think of addiction, I think of idolatry as well. Like, what are they putting first in their life? Um, concern about, will they be followers? Will they be leaders? Um, Concern about will they feel loved? I guess I've healthy up there twice. Um, will they feel joy? Where will they? Um, I'm concerned about the expectations that they experience in the family of origin sin. You should pretty much expect to be terrible at parenting when you start out. Okay. Now, granted, there's tons of resources, tons of books, tons. Of, there's a lot of people that will tell you what to do, and. Um, but it's, it, you're not going to be good at it. And let me tell you why. First, marriage is, let's skip over to marriage. Marriage is, by design, unmasterable. Okay? It's unmasterable. It is specifically designed by God to need a relying element on Him. So when you take an unmasterable relationship and you add children... It also, parenting is unmasterable. So that's uh, speaking to kind of like knowing when to be super present, when to be less present. Uh, I like to talk to parents about knowing when to like set boundaries and walking away. They're like, well, I, I don't want to ever walk away from my child. I'm like, well, that's, that's crazy. You should definitely walk away from your child. You should give them some space to wrestle with what you've asked of them. I'm not talking about like in a fight or in, in a shaming way, and we'll talk more about that later but giving them space to kind of work the muscles on being that individual, learning what it means to be relationally dependent, helping them see through modeling that it's not Christ-like to be relationally resistant. Okay? So, yeah, I think, how do you be present in a way that's purposeful? Like I, I always share in workshops that if, if you're going to process, process with purpose. If you process without purpose, that's called venting. If it's really intense, that's called a tantrum. I'm talking to parents, not kids, right? So I think identifying what the purpose is of being present for your child. What do you want them to see? Because as a side note, this is, this is really important. The, there's, the Bible gives us anatomies for things, like how to apologize, how to seek forgiveness. The one that we think is truly biblically based for affirmations would be how to know your child. The more you know them, the more you know how to be present with them. The way you know someone is, or to convey that, is to see them, to see your child, hear your child, and then show your child value. See, hear, value will equal know. That's how you better know your child. And then you can step away. So being present doesn't mean you're on call 24-7 although you're modeling 24-7. Does that make sense? Okay. Clear as mud? All right. 
Did you guys have any insights or observations you wanted to share from this group? Any more? Anywhere else? No? Hmm? It was not a whole lot. Like, make sure my kids play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. Usually, when you, I don't want my kid touching meth. Um, well, you know, it's it's fear based, right? Satan keeps us in this cycle of fear, and the, the more time you spend thinking about what you're afraid of, the less time you're going to be present, like he just talked about. Remember, thinking about the past. Well, this is how my dad did it. I don't want to be like him. But my mom did it this way. I kind of want to be like him. I mean, but like her. And, and just processing, it takes your brain to a different place, right? I want to avoid all the things that hurt me. Now you're thinking about all the things that hurt you. I think it's really important that we understand that our anxiety, the Bible reminds us in the Old and the New Testament, give up your anxiety, man. The Bible doesn't say man. Give up your anxiety. Take today as it comes. And your children are. They don't have the same baggage we have. Let's move on. So in a lot of times when we're, people are observing this, they, it, they look at this and they ask, okay, how are we not putting God first? What does this exercise show us about our priorities for our children? So let's create one. Let's create a list of our priorities, and let's, let's list them in order. Now, I'm not talking about these. These are our concerns. What are your priorities in your home? Okay. Shout it out. Obedience? Okay. All right, now, hold on. Before she said joy, I'll add it, but... Think of it this way. When I say priorities, like what is your stack? Okay? Like how important is your career? How important is your routine? How important is it to eat organic food? How important is it that your children are with you at every activity? We work with this... Uh, this uh, training company uh, in our, we have a, sp a sport component to Aspen and they have these, this client, this uh, famous husband and wife. Um, and they kind of got burned out on being professional athletes and they started having kids later in life. And they have this mandate that everyone knows about that when they come into town, they live in Hawaii, but when they live here in Boulder part-time, and whenever they're here, they're super fun to be around, but you can't ever get them alone because they feel so strongly that their kids go to everything they go to all the time. Like their presence element that you're talking about is just off the charts. They literally spend no time without their kids. So their priority, and everyone knows it, is communal living, always together. Now that their kids are becoming teenagers, it is hilarious to watch. Because the teenagers are just like, I'm not two anymore. <laughs> and, and, but you know what? They do get along and they make the best of it. But their priorities are being together. So, what are, so think, I just want to give you a little bit more clarity on when we talk about priorities, what drives your behavior? What drives your emotional state? What 
you know, interacts with your marital relationship. So your priorities for your children, obedience, joy, what else? Just yell it out. Independence, okay. What else? What's what? Not crying. All right. <laughs> okay. What else? It's okay to laugh, right? All right. We're all laughing together. Okay. All right. What else? Come on. Being outside. Being outside. Would that be like being active? Or is it specifically like being grounded in grass? Huh? Outdoor active. I'm doing both. Well, no, I, I, I had a client once that um, um, in, in another country, and they were telling me about something called grounding, where every day they spend time um, with their shoes off walking through grass. And every season they spend time with their feet in dirt, grass, snow, things like that, ice. And uh, it's really interesting, interesting concept. Um, I didn't really care to know more. Um, I, no, no, seriously, I, I didn't care no more because I saw what they were doing. It was this, um, it was a technique on uh, like exposure, meaning every time they did these exercises, they were focused on spending time together. There was no correction involved. You can't walk on grass wrong. It's just, hey, what do you think of that grass? Hey, it's fluffy. And they're walking. And then the next season, it's, it's dirt. It's dirty. You know, it's just more contact time with your children, understanding their heart, being present with them outside. It was a pretty cool concept. All right, so active and outdoor. What else? Learning. Okay. Now, is this them learning from you? Or you helping them learn from, like, at school or others? Yeah, just, like, reading and building things. Okay. Being creative, I guess. Oh, I want to add that, too. Creative. Okay, what else? Okay. Fear? Did I hear fear? Oh. <laughs> Control. Mm. What else? Yeah. And you know what? Good catch. Learning's not just a priority. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen. It's, it's the way that it's designed. God created a world, and, it's, it's, and the world around us is going to teach us a lot of things. We have to understand what our role is in it. Um, I remember I, growing up in Alabama, I was, uh, in, uh, like out in the country, I was around a lot of like really kind of rough characters. And I just, I, I still remember to this day how they'd be like, I got to make you tough, buddy. Got to make you tough. What does that mean, sir? Boom. And, I, you know, he'd knock me off a hay, you know, the hay, the hay, uh, da, 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 da. hay bale up in the hay loft down into hay. Now, I was okay. I landed on hay. But still, it was like, that big guy, you know, you're a kid, you're looking like, just knocked me over. There is this culture of toughening up your kid. Well, I want to be prepared. We're going to have to talk about that. Because is that really what we're called to do? Remember, we started with, this is an, un, um, 
controllable. This is a unmasterable relationship in parenting. You, you can't master it. You have to remember, who are your children? They, they, they're not your slaves. They don't belong to you. You're a steward of a treasure given to you for a short period of time. When they're crying and they're unorderly, it feels like forever. Now we notice in more in American culture um, that they're coming back to live at home um, for longer periods of time. It is actually not uh, doesn't. It's a whole new development phase that we're seeing clinically. It's this is not really how the brain works. And um, but in other parts of the world, it's totally normal for your grown kids and their wives and children to move in. So you know, there's this lack of independence there. Um, but going back to priorities, we have a lot of great priorities. I identify with a lot of these. Matt said that one too. Yeah, let's have some fun. I love everything being fun. That's probably some weird coping mechanism of mine. But um, we have more fun when we're trying to have fun. It's like that joy piece. At least it, it's like a connection point. Like married couples have sex. If you're not getting along, uh, you're not communicating well, um, maybe you, you, know, you haven't connected well, you have this immediate connection point, sex. It's like golf. You can't think of anything else. You're totally focused, and it's just the two of you, okay? Sorry, it's not, I, I meant golf in the sense that you're not thinking about other things too much. Okay, moving on. Um, with children, having fun and experiencing joy is an immediate connection. They, the lizard brain can identify with pleasure. And who do they want to have pleasure with the most? Mom and dad. So priorities, even with the best of intentions, sometimes we lose track of how our priorities should be stacked. Now, in my 20s and 30s, I was really driven to succeed. And I remember at one point, Alexa's leaving before I share the story about us. And the, I remember this point where I was working on a startup and we were in our, we were um, going to get married, and, and I made the comment, I was like, well, if we're going to get married, you need to understand, for the next year, we're going to be eating out of cans to save money for the startup. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, yes, you are, because I'm a man. And the thing is, is I can embellish now that she's gone. Um, I, I was so focused on my career, I wasn't going to church. I would avoid any kind of text or messages from, uh, from people who were trying to reach out to me, who cared about me, who loved me enough to, hey, where are you? I haven't seen you in a while. Come to church or come, come hang out with me down in, in the village or something. And, and I would just, I didn't want to hear about God. I didn't want to hear about my family. They're all screwed up anyway in Alabama. My brother's doing his thing. Crap, 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 crap. I'm going to do what I can do, and I'm going to control it. I'm going to be successful. My wife is going to be happy. <sighs> I had never been more out of sync with my priorities than at that moment. Your kids don't give a crap how successful you are. In fact, the more successful you are and the more things you have, the more they see competition. 
And after we've done studies with over three to 4,000 families, the kids simply, even if you're a parent who is abusive, kids still want to spend time with you. Not doing, not like, um, like obtaining things, but just being with you. And being with you, our mandate as believers is our first priority needs to be God. God is the legacy in which we, everything we build, our first priority needs to be our relationship with God, our vertical relationship, not our horizontal relationships. Okay? Second is spouse. There is a very clear connection with kids will love the opposite sex when they, they'll compare it to how their mom and dad loved each other. In the U.S., we found that there's this tendency to fight in front of your kids and then make up in the bedroom. Okay? Ideally, for the child's brain, you've got to, feel free, make, make up in wherever you want, but you've got to make sure the kids know that you've done it. Because their little brains stay in the state in which you left them. Right? Okay? So our priority is showing them that we love God, showing them we love their mother or father, and then on the children. How many of you know like what an atom basically looks like? Nucleus? And then what are the things around it called? What? Electrons? Okay, cool. I knew, I see, I just knew someone here would know that. Um, the balls that go around the nucleus. The couple, a lot of times, in the, especially in our culture, the kids spend most of the time as the nucleus, and the parents, you know, move around, separated, not together, the lives of the children. Does that seem... Sound familiar? We're all on the same page? Okay. The, the biblical model is not that. The biblical model is husband and wife, marital dyad, focused on their vertical relationship, bestowing that on the children that rotate around the parents. Gathering from what they see. Gathering from what they model. So yeah, number four up there is other stuff. You can fill in education. You can fill in community. You can fill in career. You can fill in yacht club. It doesn't matter because you're, the Bible is very clear on what your number one priority should be. And I, I will be honest with you. Okay, I'm going to be really honest with you. Um, because right now I don't want to tell you what I'm about to tell you. But like yesterday, I was really convicted from the, my own material. Because I realized I don't like read Psalms and Proverbs to my children in the morning like I had always wanted to. I read it. I write down cards for all my clients or companies that I'm working with. And I pray for them. And I write down like little details. And it's so, it's so organized. It goes in my pocket perfectly. And I'm doing my walk. And I'm taking the dog. Or I'm on my bike. And... And I'm like, hey, I pray for Matt. Pray for that rash. 
I pray. I just need some levity because, guys, it's serious. When you start feeling convicted that you're not being the parent that you'd hope to be, the beautiful thing is you can correct it. And my kids were like, last night, so I was like, okay, here we go. It's the 29th. I'm, I'm going to do this, and we're going to read it before we go to bed. And Beckett's like, that's not the Bernstein Bears. That's what we're supposed to read tonight. And I said, well, we're going to read the Bible, and we're going to read it. And they're like, oh, you mean we used to do that? Asher's like, we used to do that when I was a baby. And, and so I almost got distracted by the shiny thing, and I, I, I almost like, <laughs> Well, we're doing it now. Sit down. He's 13. And, um, and, and it was almost like Satan was like, yeah, see, okay, you've already, you've already messed up. You haven't been doing this. You're just like your dad. Your dad like, would introduce Bible study time, and then after a couple of tries, he'd quit. You're just like him. Wow. This is what Satan's saying in my ear, right? Wouldn't it be better just to, you know what, pour a drink, watch some Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Netflix, or Hulu, whatever the heck it is, and just, you know, cuddle with your children. That's enough. Watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, this is what's going on in my head. And I'm like, no. I'm just going to do what I know is right. And you know what? The kids were so into it. They were so into it. You could see it on their countenance. That joy component can be like a litmus test. All right? I want you to move. These are the priorities that we as Christians should have. This isn't Michael Beamer talking. I don't know crap, okay? I don't know crap. I just basically, after all these years of working on all these different models of therapy and with Meg Meeker to, to Total Transformation to Harmony House, Aspen got these, all these opportunities to work with all these celebrities and all these programs. And you know what? It came down to one thing. What does God call us to do as parents? Do you know how hard it is if you're a parent and you're not a believer? Oh my goodness. To try to master something that's not masterable? We've got to live our priorities. Our next exercise. So we're going to move into our small groups. And I want you to share with your group for yourself as an individual, not as couples, which of these priorities tends to take first place. Thank you for listening to The Well Podcast. For resources and information on how you can support our mission to proclaim the gospel and make disciples, please visit us online at www.boulderwell.org.